0: Our biggest breakthroughs in anything, in life, in business, in money, in relationships, our biggest breakthrough is on the other side of our biggest fear. Yeah.
1: Hey, it's Chris Lamb. This is the Money Hole podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe and download. And today I'm with my friend Michael McIntyre. Thanks for being with me.
0: Hey Chris, thanks for having me. I'm excited about your show.
1: All the way from Texas, buddy. Thank you so much for uh, making the time.
0: Absolutely. 100%. So
1: so Michael, we don't know each other super well. We've been getting to know each other, but you're your friends and you've you've helped a lot of my friends and you know, your bio is so interesting you know you help a lot of entrepreneurs right now and you're you're a coach and you've been involved in in you know a business that you know built over a 3 billion dollar agency one of the things that stuck out to me is that you've created over 175 millionaires in your career and and the list goes on i mean you have a tv show <laughs> you're you've been involved in in a lot of churches and helping build churches you preach from time to time and you have kids and a wife, and I don't know how you do it all, man, but that's why I was so (laughs) excited to have you on. And I, I think that, you know, you, you have such an important message for, you know, people that are inside and outside the church right now, because our country's kind of in a, you know, it's in a tough time. So I would love to hear just a little bit more of, you know, what you're doing today and what does the day-to-day look like?
0: Yeah. So, uh, so, day to day uh most are you, are you in, most of the time we're <laughs> coaching people and we have we have several different coaching programs going on but i guess the day to day you know we're producing shows we're doing next level experience um we've got a big conference coming up in november and but one of the things that I love to do I love doing the live events I really do. And uh the other thing is is the one on one coaching, and one of the things that Stacy and I, my wife and I have been blessed with is helping people make a lot of money and A lot of people say, McIntyre, you know why is it so important to make a lot of money? Well, it's like the good Samaritan wouldn't have been famous if it weren't for money right that that Samaritan wouldn't have stopped and helped that individual you know uh get a room food and and take care of their wounds so we need money, especially in the ministry, especially in the church. we need to have resources so we can bless other people in those resources. So one of my giftings, because I gave my life to Jesus about 14 years ago, coming from the business world, the secular world, uh, it wasn't that I was an evildoer. I just didn't believe. I wasn't a believer. But in that process, uh, we had created quite a few people with a lot of wealth over a period of 25 years. And by doing that, I didn't know that was a big deal until I got into the Christian community. Uh, I just thought everybody did that. And that's what they do if you got any kind of savvy about yourself or any kind of giftings about yourself. And so when I got into the Christian community, I think I shared with you before, Lance Wallnau, uh had me come and speak at one of his deals and uh, one a real big uh, sales deal. And he had me speak for two hours. And so that's when the Holy Spirit said, this is your tribe, bro. This is where I want you to plow into and take the secular secrets into the Christian community. Because for far too long, a lot of the Christians have been living in the valley. And by doing that, they they get that poverty mindset. And so what my wife and I and my my team do is get people out of that poverty mentality into a place to where they can be abundant or we, we base everything on john ten ten. 10 you know the enemy came to kill steal and destroy but jesus came to give us life abundant and life is our relationship with the lord our relationship with our family our spouse um the church, our pastor. Uh, it's our temple. It's what we do with our body on the day, what we eat, how we exercise, how we take care of that. And it's also financial. So we take a holistic approach. And so my day-to-day is coaching entrepreneurs. Uh, we have a uh, a three-day in-house MBA program called McIntyre Business Accelerator, which is where the TV show came from. And so that's an intense uh, is for people to have a business anywhere from five hundred thousand to you know ten million in revenue, but want to accelerate that and that's what we help them do
1: yeah that's that's really good. you know one of the things that got me into coaching uh, you know almost twenty years ago was you know I came out of addiction I shared shared that with you over the phone and mm-hmm. I didn't go to college. I was working in the mortgage business and when I had found the Lord, and got sober, I was I was really struggling in my business. And it wasn't really the money part mm-hmm. as much as everything else. You know, they don't teach you, you know, most most schools don't really teach people the day in and day out of running a business, which is why coaching organizations are so helpful. But I didn't get into coaching for the sake of money. I got into it because I needed structure. And when mm-hmm. I when I started getting structure in my business and I started um, adding systems. I, I found that I, I gave better service. I actually enjoyed my life better. I didn't work as many hours and the profit went up. And, you know, part of my story, and you you touched on this, and there's a lot of people that aren't necessarily people of faith that will listen to this podcast, but I think it's applicable to everybody. Um, part of my story was I grew up in a way where I was, I was poor, at least for America's standards. And my first initial You know, season in the church, I was around a lot of people that basically said money was bad and to follow God, you got to be poor. And so that's hard to have that belief when you're in a business and you're trying to learn how to be profitable because you're constantly having this conflict inside. Um, You know that you can do better, but there's this big thing that's pulling you down. So I think it's really interesting that that's, you know, one of the things you said on our first call And I'm probably going to butcher this, but taking the secular secrets into the sacred. Mm -hmm. I believe you said that. And I had never heard that before. And I was like, man, that makes so much sense to me because there's so many people. I mean, that's what I do here. I mean, so many of my friends that have been in the church, they're excellent people in their field. Like they're well-known, they're Mm -hmm. super successful. But when it comes to this area of their life... Because of, you know, what they believe or what they thought they believe, they really struggle with it. So, so help me understand, you know, with your coaching program, what are some of the things that you actually do? I'm assuming you guys will go after some of these mindsets.
0: Yeah. I think one of the key things you said, Chris is really good is structure. You know, it's like when you got, when, when you've dealt with your addiction and you started getting structure and you started coaching people that helped you tremendously. And we all want structure like our children, they want, you know, they might complain that they got to go to bed at eight o'clock or they have to take a bath or whatever, but (laughs) we need structure. We need, we need that rigor. Yeah, we do. That's got, you know, God created that for us. And so like, what I what there was a study done and I'll tell you about structure. So this school, uh, an actual study was done in this school. And they did it at several different schools on the playground. They had a huge fence, like within, you know, like a hundred yards from the school and it covered a big part of the school. And so, uh, all the surrounding acreage of the school. So when the kids would come out, they could play all around. They had a good time that because they saw the fence. Well, what they did is they, Took that fence away. And when they took that fence away and they tried that, the kids would stay really close to the school. They were scared. They didn't know where the boundaries were. So when we have boundaries and we have structures around us, it gives us, it gives us confidence and it gives us the ability to produce more and to focus out more and not be in a intimidation or in fear. Because look, our biggest breakthroughs in anything, in life, in business, in money, in relationships, our biggest breakthrough through is on the other side of our biggest fear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was at a conference, you know, for me, one of my pivotal moments was I was at this conference and they said to write down the two biggest limiting beliefs. I didn't even know what that language Mm -hmm. was at the time. And I honestly, it was the grace of God that I even got these answers because I didn't even know how, I didn't even know where to search. But I wrote down that you cannot serve God and have money at the same time. And the second one was, I'll never have balance in my life because I'm an addictive person. And what this guy said was, wow. the truth is that the exact opposite of those beliefs is probably the truth. And so I, I wrote down, I remember it just came out so effortlessly, I wrote down that through having resources or money, I will learn to so- serve God in ways that I never would have been able to any other way. And, and that's not just by being generous, it's by there's so much responsibility and you have to grow up in so many ways when you have affluence you have it's a real responsibility it changes you it changes the way you yeah. think and and it's it it does it it does hurt people some people don't do well with it right and so and then the second one sure. was that i would become addicted to having balance and mm. so one of the things that i we talked about is You know, again, this is not. I have a lot of people across the spectrum that will be listening to this podcast, but I think the things that you're saying, Mm -hmm. they're they're not just for people in a church. They're applicable to all people. And we talked about, you know, right now, the credit card debts at an all time high in America. It's a one crossed one trillion dollars. We have inflation. They're saying it's three point eight now, but they've stripped so many things out of that number. It's way higher than that the uh the problem that i see every day with with people is the cost of everything has gone up but their income hasn't and in fact in places like california um you know they say they're helping us out by raising minimum wage but then the cost of everything just goes up and so people are really in this dilemma right now and they're starting to catch on that we really have to figure out how to do something different and you know, for so long, you've got these different financial thought leaders talking about a personal family budget. But I was talking with a few friends recently, like a budget's only going to take you so far. People really have to figure out ways to increase their income. And and that's hard to do because people are boxed in. They're like, well, how do I do that? Do I ask for a raise? And so I know that you and I talk to people every day who have the most impossible circumstances in their life. And yet, they figure out a way to do something incredible. And I would love to hear, you know, maybe some tactics for the people listening that are going to identify with that. How can they go out right now? What would be that process for them to figure out how to change their income, whether it's start a business or do something like that?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I get asked that quite often. And uh, we, we coach on that. So the first thing is, is what do you want to do? You know, the the big question is, what do you want? You know, uh, Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Okay. Well, let's narrow it down a little bit. How about, you know, how about getting out of, you know, how about paying off your credit cards? You know, Or how about, uh, you know, getting to where you've got an extra, you know, $2,000 a month. You've got to start with realistic expectations, Chris. You can't come in here. And I get a lot of this sometimes with especially the young people, the, the young millennials or the, you know, the Gen Zs. You know, I want to have a billion dollars. Well, you know, a billion number is a pretty big deal okay? And you you just, you know, you, you've got to be realistic. So you got to have, first of all, you got to have realistic expectations. You got to narrow down what you want. Uh, if you're married, sit down with your spouse and maybe spend an hour, you know, each night saying, okay, what do we want? What do we want to do? What do we want to build? What kind of legacy do we want to leave? If you're a single person, you know, maybe, and if you, you know, you know, go to a confidant, go get a mentor, but you've got to figure out what you want. So let's say you want a side hustle. You just want to increase, your money, you know, by you know thirty thousand dollars a year, whatever. Okay, find you can do it very easily today. It's so easy. We're so the, the, today. It's the easiest time ever on this planet here in the United States of America to make money. And the first thing you got to do is come up with a product, okay, or a service. Either one, product or service. Service is a lot easier because you don't re, re, you don't need you just you're just working, okay. You're just providing a service. A product is different, but maybe you've got an invention. So come up with a product or a service, okay? Provide a service. And then what you need to do is have a business plan. You don't need to have a big, fancy Wharton School of, you know, business plan. You just need to have a 90-day plan. Just break this down into simple forms, okay? Keep it simple, stupid, the KISS method. Come on, put down, all right. Here's what I want to do. I want to I want to be a handyman. I want to help out. Uh, I want to start a landscaping business. I want to uh I want to sell this, you know, this widget that I made that's really interesting that helps people in, you know, uh do something in, you know, or maybe I want to start a YouTube channel, whatever that is, come up with a business plan, the first 30 days, second six, 30 days, and the third 30 days. So you got 30, 60, 90. Reverse engineer, and here's one of the things. You can start doing this instantly on Instagram, TikTok, uh, you know, Facebook, you know, uh, you can get on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube channel, do the shorts. Shorts are real popular right now. And you can start advertising and marketing. My daughter started a business at 23 years old, her own business okay, called Lux Concierge. And she grew it to $200,000 the first year without one dime of investment. And it was just providing us, it was providing a service. And she got very creative. She went out there and found an influencer that was moving to Dallas, a big time movie star influencer. She saw that she was moving to Dallas. She DM'd the manager on the deal. He said, listen, I'll provide my service. Here's what I do. I'll give you free service for 30 days once you hit Dallas. She did it and that they didn't give it. She didn't want a posting because she's got over a million, uh, million seven hundred thousand people follow her. But what she did is said, Hey, I just want to have access. And so she got access. And in that process, she had met other vendors that was doing the same thing as she did. From there, she grew her business out. Now she worked very hard. I mean, there was like 80 hour weeks but that's what she did. So, you know, you can, and she could have scaled that as a side hustle. So find a product, find a service or, and and then what you do is you start marketing and do some market researches on that. Find out who's your competition and then undercut them and be more agile. Right. So if you got somebody out there that's a big marketing company, big, at, let's say you're really good at social media. You want to be a social media person. And there's this big firm out there that's really good, but they're very expensive. And they're kind of got a bureaucracy. Come in there and find out what they charge per hour or per deal. Undercut them by 50 percent because you're, it's just going to be you okay, in your camera, your phone or doing postings or whatever. I'm just giving an example on social media. Undercut them and go out there and beat that competition right cuz now you now you found a niche or and exploit that niche okay there's riches in the niches and you have to exploit that now this all takes work the other thing i recommend you do is get a focus group get 3 or 5 3 to 5 of your besties and bring them in for wine cheese cigar scotch night whatever you want to do bring them over and say listen i want to show you what my deal is i want you to blow holes in it i want you to sink my battleship show show them your business plan sometimes you might even get an investor out of that. I've had people do this, and somebody says, "Hey, I want to start. I'll help you out with this and give you ten thousand dollars." Not saying that always happens, but at least if you're if you're insane, they're going to let you know that you're insane. But if you got something that works, maybe they'll let you know it works. Yeah, this is how you do it. Then the other thing is, you just got to make profit. So you got the product, you got the you got the uh, you got people, you got, and you got to have profit, and and you got marketing, and so profit. And all you have to do is make a little bit of money starting out. If you can make $10 per deal or $10 extra per hour or whatever it is you're getting, that's all you have to do. Then you scale it. Okay. And today, Chris, it's the easiest
1: thing in the world to scale businesses. It totally is. That's so helpful. I mean, and it really is that simple. You know, I I do see that all the time. I, I don't know if I told you this, but I have a friend who married our babysitter four years ago. He's from Switzerland. They moved back to Switzerland. This guy, he's in his twenties. He's one of the most driven young men I've ever met. And I mean he's just he calls me all the time. He's FaceTiming me at 5 a.m, whatever time it is in Switzerland. He's asking me what book should I be reading, what industry, and he's trying to get his green card. And and so we've been talking, I've been giving him a lot of information for a few years now. So I said, hey, you should find a sales job over in Switzerland and you should try to you know, get into a place where you can make commission. And so he gets a job. He becomes the top sales guy at the company within a year wow. to the point that the boss wants to fire him because he's making more than the guys have been there 30 years. And then he calls me and he did exactly what you said. He said, I have a business plan. I'm going to quit. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just had a baby. Send me your business plan. He said, what's a business plan? So I sent up a template. He sent it back. We went through it. Mm-hmm. And about three months ago, he quit. And because he's already got sales lined up in America. And, and granted, this is also uh, during a time he doesn't even know when he's going to get his green card, but he's planning on coming back to America and he's building an American based business. And so about a month ago, he texted me, I got my green card. My business is doing really well. We're going to be moving there in October. And, you know, I just think wow. this story is so important because, you know, I was yeah. just, I was just, I hear this all the time. And I, I, I heard it once this week when someone's dealing with financial problems, you know, almost every time the first words out of their mouth, when you ask them a question is, I can't blah, blah, blah. And I almost don't hear the rest. He's like those first two words are so important. And when we see guys like this and your daughter and so many people, you know, you and I, we just, we see the opportunity. And so the one thing I wanted to add to your list was finding people like you and finding coaches Mm -hmm. and mentors. And if you see someone that's doing something great, chase them down. Like you said, with social media these days, you can get a hold of famous people that you would have never been able to. 10 years ago, if you DM them and you try to get on their radar. And I've heard so many stories. And in fact, this is part of my story of chasing after people who were successful until they said, what do you want? And saying, Hey, I will pay you whatever it takes to take you to lunch. I will fly out there. I have 15 Mm -hmm. questions for you. And, and those things can really change people's lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what I call it is I, you know, if you want if you when you're looking for a mentor or a coach, you know, uh and a coach is more deliberate. A mentor is something something you're going to establish a relationship with. A coach is more accountability. It's kind of like I refer to it, you know, the you know like Tom Brady, right? Greatest of all time, and he still had a coach, you know, seven Super Bowls, but after every set of downs, he'd pull out his Microsoft uh, laptop and look at what the coach is telling them to do. So you got to be coachable. And so you've got to submit to the process, but find a coach, find a mentor. And you're right. Uh, find somebody that's successful. Where do they live? Are they married? Do their kids show up on Thanksgiving? Stalk them. Look at look at their social media. Find out what they do, what they don't do. What kind of car do they drive? These are important things. You want If you want what they have, right? If you want to get a taste of what they have, you've got to seek out and make sure that you validate that. And then you've got to submit to the process. You know, I was in the Air Force and I got out of the Air Force and moved to Dallas, Texas and uh, got married to this beautiful young lady. And uh, her father coached me. He was a master and he was hard, man. I mean, (laughs) it's hard. And, uh, but I knew I was being coached by a master and I submitted to that process. And so I think that's, that's probably, you know, I always tell people, especially entrepreneurs, cause entrepreneurs got a little bravado to them, right? The one that's made a few dollars, you know, uh, which is good. You got to have that bravado, but you need to check your ego so you can cash that big check.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I don't know your father-in-law, but uh, that's one of my mentors. He is tough. He is so tough. I mean, but you know, those of us that are that we have them in our life, we we understand the love behind it and I mean what he says is right and and you're right, man. Coach, being coachable is probably one of the most valuable things someone can have right now if they're trying to change is being willing to be wrong about how they're doing things. So, so Michael, let's talk a little bit about um you know, we're we're talking about people being able to figure out a way right now. Um if someone were to look into your coaching program, What are the types of people that, you know, are getting the benefit and how would they, how would they find you?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we, we, uh, we got, we did this McIntyre business accelerator, which we've done three of them so far. We're having another one in October. Uh, and I come three days here, uh, and we open up our home and we only open it to 20 people and we spend three days and we, we, we dismantle their business and we put it back together correctly. And, uh, that's where we found one, this one family out of South Dakota that came in. And uh, yeah, we coached them and then we did a TV show on them. But uh, that's one way to do it. The other way, you, which MBA is great. It's really good. It's not very expensive. It's three days of intense uh, here. but And then I we bring in, we, we call it our billionaire's rolodex. I bring in my top law firm. I bring in our CPA firm and uh, I bring in our social media firm, our technicians, uh, our bankers. And they have access to that. And most people don't have access to that until they spend a couple hundred million dollars, right? So we've got access to that and we share that platform with them. And that in itself is is fantastic for them. So uh, we do that. And then then some people bring us in. And then we, a, after the three days, we get them righted in their business. And then we coach them for 12 months uh, uh, on a once a month Zoom call in our Patreon channel. But... Uh, the other way is one-on-one coaching and we do a lot right now. I'm doing about six people, one-on-one coaching and I got capacity for about nine, uh, and that's pushing it. But, uh, and then I've got a whole other team of coaches too. Some of the business people that are really good, but a lot of people want me and Stacy, which I get that, but we are very expensive because the time is limited. So, uh, we provide an array of different budgets, but, but how they can get a hold of me is they can go to the website at, you know, and there's, there's an array of things in there uh, that they can choose from. and But MBA is a great way to get in. It really is if your business, if that's what you want in your business, if you want to accelerate your business. We took one company uh, from South Dakota, and they were doing a million and a half a year. They're now doing almost four million a year, and that was just in 18 months. And all it was is changing some things, Chris, you know, so many times people don't see, they get so deep into the forest, they can't see the trees and that's when you have your coach come in and say okay let's change this play let's do this let's move this person over here and now we did a tv show on this on this deal and we went up took our tv crew up there and we filmed for 7 days and um we got a complete series so uh but that's just one way of doing it and then on on the coaching calls we do we usually run 90 to 180 days and 3 months to 6 months Uh, We do a call week. We have assignments. Uh, We record the calls. We have them do a complete accomplishment letter and see what they really want. And we take a holistic approach. And um, yeah, it's really effective.
1: So this would be for businesses that are currently established. This isn't really a startup uh, type of group.
0: Not profitable. No, we take the the, the company out of South Dakota was going broke. Uh, No, I, I... The MBA for the McIntyre Business Accelerator, we generally have people that have revenue. Doesn't mean they're profitable. Five hundred thousand to ten million, and all all points in between. And so most of them come in. They're making a little bit of money, but they're they're not making a ton. And so that's why they come in. They need help Uh, individually. Coaching. uh, We'll we'll coach you know startups. I've I've got I've got an artist, a famous artist right now that I'm coaching uh i've got uh people in los angeles i'm coaching they're in the movie business and in t v business and in the uh fashion business so <laughs> it's just a it's just a it's just a lot of different people uh you know we've done a lot my wife and I have done a lot we've helped a lot and uh you know we sold our business back in two thousand and seven and for you know then we started working with people and um I really enjoy it. I do. It's completely different from what I used to, uh, but I like, I like to be able to help people get to where they want to be financially.
1: Yeah. It's, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing people's lives change. Um, you, you mentioned 2007. I, I would, we're kind of going a little backwards here from what I usually do, but I would love to know, cause I, I, I can't imagine you were always like this. Like w- what were some of the, you know, those those turning points for you or those moments early on i i told you a few of mine but i'd love to hear a little bit about like how did you get here today what were some of those moments you you talked about your encounter with jesus but even before that you know were you always in business or
0: yeah i went in the air force uh came from a broken family up in michigan and my mom and dad were divorced and there's five kids in the family my dad didn't want to pay it you know for college education i figured i needed to get a college education my mother was working at general motors she didn't have any money so uh, i joined the united states air force and i went in right out of high school and got stationed in little rock air force base arkansas in the strategic air command went to college full time while i was in the air force and uh, studied business uh, and i just i god's and this is before i knew god but he always put me in the front seat i i was Take an accounting and business class while I was in the Air Force at Arkansas State University. And the professors took a shine to me because I was, this is back in when a lot of people didn't care about this education stuff back in the Stone Age. And so, uh, I just got favor, you know, I got my college degree uh, about three months before I got discharged from the Air Force, moved to Dallas, Texas, because everybody in Michigan moved out of Texas back then, you know, or out of out of Michigan, because the, uh, the oil embargoes back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. So I moved to Dallas, fell in love with the city, found a job in insurance business, and I was just really good at it. Um, uh, met my wife, got married in 1985. Uh, and, uh, I put my first net, net million dollars in the bank in probably, I guess it was 1993, uh, 94, and just kept on building. We blew up our company and we went from one office here in Texas to 40 states and 62 offices. Uh, and $3 billion in sales. And uh, yeah, and then I sold the company in 2007. Um, I was done. I was burnt out, uh, had made a lot of money. I wanted to go, what's next? I didn't know what was next. And then Jesus came into my life and he said, here's what's next, son. And so as they say, the rest is history.
1: Well, that's, that's a that's a great story, man. So so what, what? do you guys talk a little bit about... Uh, or do, does any of the people in your group talk about investment strategies right now? That's a, that's a big thing in a, in a big theme yeah. right now. Everyone's yeah. talking about, you know, I have money sitting in a money market. Mm-hmm. It's making 5% because of the fed rate. What should I do with it? Yeah. I'm looking at real estate. It looks like nothing cash flows. What are, what are some of the investment strategies that some of your people are talking about today?
0: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. So I always invest in what I know. You know, I know Southwest Airlines. I, I bought Southwest Airlines when you know, as soon as COVID hit, it cratered down to like twenty four dollars a share, and I bought tons of that. Sold it at forty. Uh, and yeah, I bought Disney back in the day when Disney was down around forty five dollars a share. Uh, and then nine eleven happened. I bought more at fifteen dollars a share sold it at 85, uh, then bought it back. But what I've learned, you know, Apple was a great one, made a lot of money at Apple. Uh, And so I always tell people, invest in what you know, number one. Uh, Don't go off stock tips, they're all bogus. By the time you hear it, it's all done. And uh, don't fall in love with the stock. Don't fall in love with the company. Uh, You know, I know Warren Buffett's buy and hold, and that's great, you know, for Warren Buffett. It's not great for me. I don't do that. Uh, it's like Dave Ramsey talks about, you know, paying off all your debt. I think that's not the way to go if you're an entrepreneur. I think you can use debt as a leverage. But as far as investments on business uh, on stocks, you know, it's a rigged game. But there's ways to make money on it. I I, I put money. I've got a day trader that helps me out, and uh, he does pretty good. Uh, I don't put a ton of money in there, and but you know he day trades, and we get about six percent per month return on that. Um, and then I've done really well with some big companies. I like, I like Tesla. I like, but you know, you get, you've got to buy stuff on, on the dip. You can't buy the stuff when it's on a run. Cause you, you know, and then don't get scared. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, don't play with scared money. Cause you'll always lose
1: it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely another one of Warren Buffett's, you know, suggestions is it, be fearful when others are greedy, be greedy when others are fearful. So, but you know, you, you talk about buying the dip. I mean, you talked, you also talked about Gen Z and millennials and there, there's so many people right now that have this short-term mindset, like, Hey, let's go buy some Bitcoin. Let's do whatever seems like we can get a big, you know, a big upside fast. And I think the, the thing that's hard for people to, understand is it's gotta be a long term approach and you want to yeah. dollar cost average, which means you're buying dips. And you know, instead of being worried when the stock market crashes, unless you're 75, which you shouldn't even have money exposed in stocks anyways, you should be excited when the stock market crashes.
0: Yeah. I mean, we made tons of money during COVID. And uh, you know, I mean oil went to zero. It had a negative balance for a minute. Right. And then there's a guy in my neighborhood that's got an oil company and buddy called me. I called up one of my buddies that I'm invested with. Good friend of mine. I said, what are you doing? He said, man, I'm buying this oil company. You know, our neighbor owns it. I said, "Okay," And I trust this guy because, you know, he's my lawyer and he's smart and he's tighter, tighter than a bark on the tree. (laughs) And so uh, I went in. I went in hard, man. And man, I mean, this company was at like $32 a share. Today it's at 63, you know, and um, just killing it. And yeah, so you got to buy in the dips. And then it did go down to 48 one time, you know, and I bought a little bit more. uh, Cost averaging, like you said, I think Disney's a good buy. Uh, Disney right now, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to get a team together by Disney, kind of like Elon did with Twitter, uh, because I think, you know, the woke stuff is really it's really biting them pretty hard right now, which is good. I'm glad it is. But they're, you know, they, they've lost all like 60 percent of their their market cap here in the last three years. You know, uh, just with the garbage that they're putting out. But I still think it's got. I still think it's got a chance to come back. Target's another one with the pride stuff and all the children's clothes. You know, I think Budweiser is going to have to change its name. I think they're going to have that Bud Light. I think that that uh, that brand is done. Uh, i don't see it bouncing back anytime soon so i i agree i think you know you know but don't put all your eggs in one basket as far as you know crypto i've only lost money in crypto i'm probably the only one no i, I don't
1: know <laughs> no. no i lost a lot <laughs> 2 years ago that and i'm so grateful it happened because i got caught up in fomo yeah. and it was it was the <laughs> one thing i needed before i turned 40 to finally help me understand that my old rich gray haired friends that are older than me. I ju- they've always been right. And I just, I got caught, you know, and, and it's just part yeah. of my story. And honestly, failures are thing. I mean, it, 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 it's not required, but it can be a great teacher. Well, Michael, thank you so much for making the time. I, I do want to just make sure we're going to put a link to your website in, uh, in the video description and in our, uh, in the various places we share this video. Because there are a lot of people that we know, in fact, I don't know if you were thinking about it, Fab, but we have a friend right now who I think he's probably the next billionaire in our friend group. And, you know, I think there's so many people that would benefit from your MBA program. And so we want to make sure people can connect with you. And then for everyone else out there, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. Please leave us a comment, leave questions. We'll make time to answer them. Like, subscribe and download if you found value in this. And Michael, I hope you have a great weekend, my friend.
0: Thank you, Chris. I really enjoy being on here. God bless you.
1: You too, bud.